Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If it's going to you. Oh, do you remember that song? She's a perfect 10, but she wears a 12. <laughs> Baby, keep a little two for me. And do you remember we all thought this song was pioneering? Oh. Speaking of songs, go I on. To, I want to start with a bang, right? So I told you my story earlier on, but I'll tell the listener now in a minute. But first off, I want to start at the end and then I'll work my way back. So I was checking the Instagram messages because I know we're both quite bad at checking Just sting that one off. But sure, look, we've been totally clear about that. We don't really check them. You'd probably be better off if you t- if you messaged one of us. It's just we- well. I was going to say, yeah, you're better off if it is something like a shout out or whatever, please message us directly. Because I'll be honest, the Instagram account is the child that nobody wanted. Nobody <laughs> wants custody of this Instagram account. We'd all said, look, you take him for three days. I'll take him for four days. But now nobody's taken him for any day. Nobody's so it is him. gathering dust. And every now and again, I tap into that inbox and I am filled with shame. So I just quickly close off, close off the account, get out of there, back to yeah. Chili Che Comedy, because I can't deal with all the unread messages. So please just message us directly if you do want us to do something. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to I'm going to start at the end and work my way back to the start of how I found myself on up to 90 Instagram page. OK, so this just cracked me up. OK, I saw this today. Stephen Reardon, okay, he's Bon Steve Orr on Instagram. He messaged us the other day, Judy, this is so fucking funny. He goes, I love how many times he attributed Gaga's edge of glory to pink in today's up to 90 episodes. <laughs> Brill episode as always. You know what? I was thinking that after. I was like, it just doesn't sound like it was Gaga. Could I, yeah, could I have Googled no, it? No, yeah, he's got the time. It's Gaga's hey. song, but we kept saying it was pink. Yeah, sorry. Did I, yeah, no, I know we kept saying it was pink. Yeah, sorry, I probably mixed it up there again. I know when we were talking about pink flying through the three arena. Nobody yes. cares in Dublin. Nobody cares. When they start flying, that's when you're like, I'm getting the drinks in. Oh, yeah, but it's not her song. And just when I no, read the message, funny. it was so clear to me that I could hear it in Lady Gaga's voice. And you know what? It was just when you sang it. It was only afterwards. Now, I didn't cop it was Gaga, but I remember thinking that just didn't sound right. Fucking ridiculous. So anyway, we'll I'll go. It, we'll put it in the Winona Ryder winning the Oscar box. Yeah, oh, definitely. So... Then what happened was Hannah got in touch on Instagram and she said her brother is sliding and diving. Love a bit of sliding and diving. And he was 40 on Friday. So I sent him an old birthday message a bit late and she said, obviously, we can't really celebrate and go visit each other, blah, blah, blah. So I sent sliding and diving a message and... I basically just let him know how important he is to us. And do you remember when we were starting out up to 90 and we were like, does anybody listen to this? And Sliding and Divey, Sliding and Divey, Sliding and Divey would tweet us. I love Sliding and Divey. Is he still in London, I wonder? Yeah, is he, he is. He's on, did you message him on Twitter? 
I did message him now. I just sent a video message, a belated happy birthday. Oh, lovely. I'll send, I'll send one too now to Hannah. Yeah. Do love, love him so much. Like, happy birthday. I can't believe he's the big 4 0. He's the big 4 0. Yeah. So basically, how I started out on the Up to 90 Instagram page was I was round in my local park today with the kids on my lunch break and somebody called my name and said Emma Emma and it was Maggie now after the fact I'm like I think I recognized Maggie from one of the zooms so Maggie told me that her and the first thing I think she said to me was don't worry I'm a patient (laughs) (laughs) and she said her and her sister are patrons and she was with her mate Emma who is a listener but isn't a patron so tricky i had to tricky. i had to headbutt her no i didn't headbutt her because she was well you could make eye lot, contact with her no she was a lot taller than me but they were just chilling out in the park it's all within the 5k it's all good there was social distancing going on it was all good but they had their dogs with them the dogs were so cute it was teddy <gasps> And Eddie, I'm pretty sure. And Teddy was like a little mini Yorkshire Terrier, which is like my favorite dog. Oh, so cute. And then Eddie, I'm probably mixing up these names of the dogs, but Eddie was just like a little poof, poof dog. And they were like really friendly dogs because, you know, I was like, my dogs be going ape shit here. So anyway, settle out to them. I was with the kids. They're on the, well, Ella wasn't on the bike. Me and Ella were just walking around. And um, so we got a picture. So I posted that on Up to 90 Instagram. So that's how... I ended up getting in to the Instagram. And you were back. I love, I love, I love that you met some listeners today. And they just sound like such nice people because you sent me an audio after meeting them. And I could tell you were just on a big high. It's just lovely. But you know what? It was pure. They were sound. They were just totally sound. You were like, just totally like. Oh, if you were like moving in different circles or if you're like, you'd totally just be mates. Just totally. Yeah. You know, like, oh, how's it going? I love that. And they mm. have the mini Yorkies. So Maggie and Emma. Yeah. And actually, I've, I met somebody else there the other week. It's funny because when well, I didn't have the mask on in the park because I was just walking around with Ella. But I saw somebody else there the other week who told me they listened and I had the mask on. Yeah, isn't that gave me shout. somebody would recognise you when half your face is covered? But then I suppose like I'm a midget ginger walking around in like these massive clunky docks. They're like, mm, that's I think I think the fact that you've actually carved a hole in your ma- mask for vaping purposes. Yes. That's... You're in your duffel. You've got at least one dog, if not two. <laughs> Generally three children trailing behind you. People yeah. can just put it all together. I know there's there's a few clues there but um yeah it was lovely all day out on the bikes and all that it was oh that really sounds nice. like a great day I'll tell you uh, um I'll tell you about my experience now I went to the post office <laughs> I didn't go today you know okay. can I just give a shout out to the Dingle post office okay now to go in there you can get your shopping done in Dingle but they've just got everything like it's gas because whenever I put up on my Instagram where where in Dingle can I get it doesn't matter what it is could be a chainsaw could be a yo-yo everyone's like have you tried the post office it's just that kind of that kind of shop mm. I was in there and hilariously my so I was posting something as you do in a post office and next thing I hear this familiar voice and it's my auntie at the other window so she's posting something who lives in Sheffield now so she's telling anyway the girl behind the window this is so funny so she was like oh I'm posting something um to my niece because her daughter was told that she was a contact for COVID we've since found out that the child is fine thank god but so Jerry's is like telling the person behind the window, oh yeah, you know, like we just found out this news. And then I turn around and say, I think Barbara actually said not to tell anyone that. So we all have a good laugh and say, oh, well, we'll just tell her. We didn't tell anyone except for the girls in the post office. Nah. So then anyway, Chair says, you're just the woman I was looking for. Have you seen the Hoover they have in Garvey's? No, Garvey's, I have messaged Garvey's. Okay, in a moment of... 
Visualization manifestation. I messaged Garvey's and asked what they sponsor us. We're still waiting on Are a you reply. Joking me? No, I said, look, we're always referencing the supermarket. Joke. I just said for the laugh. I mean, I presume that because they're like, there's a chain of supermarkets all over Munster. So it probably went to someone in Cork who's never going to open it. I mean, why not? It's like just literally begging for money. Let's oh just God. refer back I to really, that one star I That's honestly, our brand. But I honestly just thought that was like a joke thing. No. That was like a catchphrase thing. Okay. I, listen, I'm, I am beating that dead horse to death. That's the stage <laughs> we're at now. So I emailed, still waiting on the response there, but that's okay. We sure we're very busy selling stuff. So Jar was like, we need to get you down to Garvey's to get you Hoover. So before I knew it, she was like, a, she was honestly like a Scientologist recruiter now back back on Middle Abbey Street, back in the day. She mm. was that convincing. Before I knew what was even going on, I had walked, I'd been marched down from the post office to Garvey's. We're looking at a Hoover. Like part of me is thinking, how has this happened? It's all a bit discombobulating. She's like, I'll buy you the Hoover. And I was like, no, look, Jer, don't be ridiculous. She's like, I'll use the rent money. I was like, no, come on. I'll get it. euro. Did you not tell me this already? On the podcast. I think you did. Did I? Well, we have to edit all this out. And then she, and then we don't, but the last bit that we don't even have the carpet. Oh no. I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was like so I ended up paying it for myself because you're like, Oh my god, that is home. the story. Maybe it was more than two days ago. I'm all confused. Oh, for fuck's sake, I don't have any story. Look. Well, scratch all that out. Jesus Christ. No, leave it in. That's so funny. That is hilarious. Anyway, yeah. So look, <laughs> she made me pay. She made me pay for the I'm sorry. Paper. I should have I should have let you get to the end, but I was like, no, she's defo because I know you Can had I told just, me. Not. Was it a week? It must have wasn't in the extra episode I talked about it. I don't know. What day is it? Today's Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. So the last time I spoke to you was, well, in like Zoom land was Sunday because we did the extra episode on Sunday, Jeez, didn't maybe we? it was a week ago. I'm all, I'm all confuddled. <laughs> anyway, so she was telling the assistant manager, Eamon, how she's buying me a Hoover and he's like, this is a great Hoover. Everyone's in on the joke. And yeah, then I got to the till. I had to pay for it myself. And the hilarious thing was, as I was driving home, I just thought, we don't even have carpet. Is that bit I didn't know? You don't have any carpet? No carpet in the gaff. Also, I'm a little bit, I'm a bit like, ugh, with, with, with the gaff at the moment, because we're very lucky to have it on, and all the rest. But as anyone would know who's um, attended anything Zoomy with me, we did have red walls for a long time in the gaff. We yeah. painted them white. Then my auntie's husband called round and he didn't actually hadn't been informed that we were painting the walls white. So he was less than impressed. Mm -hmm. And then my auntie denied all knowledge, even though I had cleared it with her first. And yes. Yeah, so then today I asked her, I said, what was the issue with the walls? Because you did give us clearance to paint the walls white. And then she said, which was a fair retort. Well, I didn't realize you'd be so shit at it. I was like, fair enough but does it look shit like the I paint mean, job I mean it probably could be better it could it's been a long old day here in um Mount Brandon View so today it's a, I would say about four o'clock in the day just for fun I dressed Ted up in a little bow tie Mm. just for the crack just to make things fancy and you know who he really reminded me of this is terrible now Des Bishop so he has a little well he his does dad you know look he's not des is definitely not the father of the child that is no paternity test required when it comes to tech really come on just look is there any harm in starting a gentle rumor could be good for the podcast yeah do you know what you then fucking emailing garvey's whatever the fuck that is i don't even Garvey's know what super, come on every week i'm banging on about garvey's I know bang on about it I'm well aware of that. It's the best super value in the country. Oh, it's a Garvey's. Garvey's. You're Garvey's. getting that for free. It's a Garvey's super value. 
Garvey's super value. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, so we, it's like oh, next oh, level. Garvey's. Yeah. Um, gotcha. So, yeah. There, no. You have to get the, like, well, it happens in Dublin as well, but it's more so outside Dublin. You have to get the ownership over the shop. You've got to get the second name in there because I'm pretty sure my local super value is just super value. Okay. It's not, well, I could be, listener, get in touch. Uh, Maggie, get in touch. Do you know, is that super value down by the church? I think it's just, uh, I think it's just super value. Or the cost cutters is just caught, like you will get it a bit, but most of the places are just the the franchise name. They don't okay. tend to whack in the, the Brady's yeah, cost look, cutter. Or... I didn't really think, I didn't really think my email through at all. And I'm sure it gave them a good laugh in Garvey's headquarters. <laughs> But, and I did a lot of skirting around the numbers. It was just all for a lot of mm. ice skating around the figures. Um, soft, yeah. soft, just, soft, yeah, soft yeah. sell, soft yeah. sell. Um, yeah, look, what was I banging on about there? Yeah, we went through Des the real dad. dad put the dicky bow on him. Who did he put look like? Put the dicky bow on him. This is terrible. And oh. little white shirt just for the crack. Yeah. I really thought he looked like Malcolm MacArthur. Do you remember Malcolm MacArthur? Malcolm MacArthur's, uh, so arrest at the home of the then Attorney General was one of the biggest sensations in recent Irish history. So he's now 50, oh, he's now, hang on, doing the maths on it. He's 56 in 2002, Malcolm MacArthur. So how old would he be now? 75. He's served... He served 20 years of a life sentence for the murder of nurse Bridie Cargan. He was bludgeoned to death. So she was bludgeoned to death in Phoenix Park. Three days later, he murdered a farmer, Mr. Donald Dunn in County Westmeath. Most memorably, MacArthur uh, was arrested at the state's most senior legal officer, Attorney General Mr. Patrick Connolly in Dalkey County, Dublin. His arrest uh, for the murders of Nurse Gargan and Mr. Dunn was famously described as the culmination of a grotesque, unbelievable, bizarre, and unprecedented set of events by the then Taoiseach Mr. Charles Hawhey. And the set of adjectives was quickly shortened to goo boo by Mr. Hawhey's leading critic at the time, Mr. Connor Cruz O'Brien. And MacArthur, there was this big question mark about his relationship with the Attorney General. And you kind of felt bad for the Attorney General because basically MacArthur was kind of a bit of a man about town and he knew the Attorney General, like they were kind of acquaintances mm. and he invited him to stay at the gaff while he was on holiday, obviously mm. unaware that MacArthur was the subject of the Guardi's largest manhunt and none of it looked particularly good. And there Crazy. you go. It is. It was a mad story. And obviously the poor old attorney general. Um, he, well, he didn't do himself any favors then because then he decided. So he'd gone off on holidays uh, the day after the arrest. And that kind of added fuel to the controversy. And obviously then he had to resign. And actually, Hockey, good old Charles, was on holidays on the Blasket Islands at the time. Because you know the way he bought this island and like apparently it was just like insane. They had back in the day, they brought electricity, imagine, to the island because they didn't have electricity on the island. So like that was, can you imagine how much money that would cost bringing electricity to an island just for a private home? So he was staying on his five-star island when all this happened. And it just like really shook the country at the time. But weirdly, the DPP, they decided not to charge MacArthur with Donald Dunn's murder, which people didn't really understand. So they only charged him with the murder of the nurse, I think their attitude being that, like, look, if he's found guilty of this, we're going to be putting him away for a long time anyway. But a lot of people, and I don't know enough about the case, but a lot of people did question why they didn't put him on trial for boat murders because it was very straightforward, like, with the farmer situation. He basically went to this farm, which was, like, outside of Tullamore, and he pretended he was going to, he pretended he was going to buy a gun and then he was on like the equivalent of like done deal or something but I suppose it was it was would have been an ad at the time in like one of the papers went down to supposedly supposedly by this gun and then ended up using the gun to kill the farmer 
and then stole his car. So it was just all very straightforward. But for some reason, they decided not to charge him with that. Anyway, I don't know what he's up to now. He's still alive, apparently, um, but was put away for a long time. And I think then was kind of sent to some kind of mental health facility. Well, at least you have Ted's Halloween costume sorted nice and early. I know. You know what? I just really, yeah. And you can pipe up and tell them. It's Malcolm MacArthur. He's like, after coming is Malcolm MacArthur. I know, but do I want that trending on Twitter? I've been trending on Twitter enough this year. (laughs) Speaking of Twitter, did you see Chrissy Teigen quit Twitter? I did. I saw some people uh, share. Did she have some sort of statement or something? Well, she did the requisite, which is what we'd all do. Like, nobody's going to quit Twitter. I mean, even me with my measly 2,000 followers. Actually, somebody did say to me during the week, Mm -hmm. um, I put an idea forward for something and they came back and said, because between your Twitter and Instagram, you've less than 10,000 followers, which seems unfair because I'm actually only like maybe 100 off with my Twitter and Instagram combined. I know that's Mm -hmm. still less. They said they weren't going to pursue it. So look, basically, if I left Twitter, well, I probably come here. Wouldn't... Come here. What was the idea? I'll pitch you. Oh, <laughs> Emma, you're. You know what? You are starbar. People, people say Emma's not a friend, but you are a friend to me. She took my idea. She's going to pitch it on my behalf. Wow. It's going to be great. <laughs> She's going to keep me posted. She's going to keep me posted. Um. Yeah, no. So if I left Twitter, I probably would do the big goodbye, even though it would get about two likes, but I would still do it. It's about massive followings is now I'm not talking about Chrissy, but like massive followings. Like all it tells you is that they have a big follow, like they have a big following online. Doesn't tell you if they'd watch if they made another thing or if they buy their book or their fucking, I don't know, tickets to their musical or you know what I mean and you're hired good that is I have a meeting with Garvey's on Monday morning to have a zoom meeting will you tell them that I love the Hoover so much that I'm talking about it every week (laughs) on my podcast (laughs) have I lost the plot like I really am starting to fret this is a still Alice situation um yeah no look I feel Chrissy I I'm gonna miss Chrissy from Twitter uh, it's. I don't think it's ever good when somebody says, look, this is actually all so shit that I need to leave. But personally, I just, look, have you heard anyone of late say anything positive about Twitter? It really is just getting worse and worse and worse. So I'm sad to see Chrissy go because a lot of her tweets did really make me laugh and smile. Mm-hmm. Now I did, you see, I was confused though in terms of the thread of events because somebody then put up something. You see, you never, you know, you can't trust screenshots now. Yeah. So they could, I mean, maybe they could have been altered, but I did see somebody put up, uh, I think some Trump heads had supposedly shared these supposed screenshots of tweets she had in like 2012, 2013 about toddlers and tiaras when she made some, supposedly she made some like really off jokes. I mean, if these screenshots are real, it would not be, you know, I I don't believe in censoring comedy, but for me, not to my taste, like very off. I say that having just said I don't believe in censoring comedy, it just wouldn't be something I'd like or wouldn't sit right with me at all. Mm. But then she did actually think when she was leaving message something about she did reference if people are going back to watch me talk about toddlers and tiaras or whatever, like I just can't be arsed. So then I was like, oh, is there some truth to the screenshots? I don't know. But anyway, look, she said oh, she's so you're, you're saying. You feel like it was fueled by something or it was instigated by well, some little... I think I think people, you know, there has been a bit of that really, people going back through the archives mm. um, and finding old tweets. And I, that's the vibe I got in terms of, you know, when you're not really following something. So I don't know what specifically the chronology was, but the vibe I got was that somebody had dug up these old tweets and she was like, I'm gone. But I... Feel free to get in touch with me and say that those tweets were altered or the screenshots were altered or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I suppose like you've seen there are like, uh, you know, high profile people or whatever who have who have left 
or aren't on it or whatever. And I suppose if you're at the level of like, you don't need it. You can my, leave. My bother. Yeah. Well, you see, this is it. Like you need my to be bother, your that. Bum. Yeah. Do you know what? Because ultimately none of us are on it because we want to be. You know, the reality is it's a necessary evil when you're at a certain level. So obviously when you are at Chrissy Teigen level of fame, you do have that option of leaving it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Like, because I know that in the past as well, she'd like, I don't think, you know, if people say, like kind of like what you said, like, if people say unpleasant things or things you don't agree with or whatever, like, I don't, I don't think they should be banned or, you know, silenced or whatever, you know, we can all control our own feeds. But I know she said some pretty shit stuff about Courtney uh, Stadden. Remember, we talked about it before, who was treated oh. like appallingly. She, she made some bad jokes. No, well, it wasn't even that. So, Courtney was 16 when she met Doug, who was 51 and then was married. Her her parents signed off on it and she was like, we, t- we talked about this in an extra episode, didn't we? Yeah. And yeah. Courtney was uh, treated really badly by the media. And she she was the one who was constantly questioned about this age gap, not the 51 year old who yes, had been her, who had contacted her as a an acting coach or whatever people wanted to know uh like was she with them for the money they wanted to know were her boobs real they wanted to know all this shit sorry can you hear that are we making a porno what's going on here we're making a porno no i went i found the old tweets now that tegan the chrissy tegan um, had about court oh the yeah not nice no and you see yeah it wasn't just it wasn't I suppose there's a difference between making a bad joke or whatever. And then if you take it to the level where you're like at the person and looking for them to reply to your nasty statement about them. Well, wait, there's a difference between making a joke and attacking someone's character and looking for an interaction on Twitter. Yeah, like kind of calling somebody out or whatever and saying, oh, you're the piece of shit. What you make of it? You know, but... I mean, we can all block people or mute people and, can, you know, control our own thing. And, um, you know, like, say people giving out that, uh, say, either, like, say people would say that, like, Twitter didn't kick Trump off it soon enough. And then his fans would be like, oh, why is he being censored? Like, it's not you know, a publicly owned forum, not everyone needs to be on it or is entitled to be on it. Twitter's a private company, so they can pick and choose who they keep on it or don't keep on it. I think it's fairly shit that people don't have to, you know, this whole thing of people having to give ID and stuff before they sign up to social media accounts. Like, I really think that is... Because I was going to say, Katie Price, our old buddy... Yeah has had obviously she's done the petition and everything but I was really struck by I was thinking god who wouldn't be for this no 100% would because even like no like uh, I I just like I can only imagine like if I had somebody like say if you have like an anonymous social person on social media who just keeps like like finding you on every platform and then you block or mute them and then they set up another account and you're like this is obviously the same person like this and Ivan <laughs> no <you>. no <laughs> sliding and diving we love OG. you oh gee oh gee when you yeah. said that name today I was like sliding and diving where have you been all my life I Miss know. So much. but yeah no it gets harassy yeah but um no like look she'll be like she'll be absolutely well, grand. I wouldn't have any like I it, wouldn't have any worries about her. It'd oh. be more it's more the it's more the um and I don't mean this in a whatever way, but it's more like the little people who get bad shit online that I'd 
worry about not that not that I'm saying like that oh like if you're a big celebrity you deserve the abuse or whatever but like if someone is a kind of a what would you call it I don't know micro celebrity or something and if they kind of get on the wrong side of a troll or whatever I would feel for them because it would obviously or like there's there's obviously well they're not gonna have they're not gonna have the same level of support so the one thing she has all this other stuff going on and her social media is a nice or say her twitter anyway is a nice nice kind of like side thing I assume she's still on instagram and all the rest oh yeah but there's people out there who um they're like their sole job is whether they're on YouTube or whether they're, you know, probably not Twitter because there's not really any money there. But you know what I mean? Like their their income is 100 percent driven by what they do on social media or whatever. So for those kind of people, I do feel if your whole if your livelihood is online. I think it's it seems like it nearly always ends in disaster. Like there's loads of crap going on with loads of YouTubers in America. It never ends well. It seems to be just like it's it'll explode eventually because it's the people who have massive, uh, not always, but a lot of the people who are really big on Twitter. There's a level of controversy. Or a lot of did I say Twitter? I meant to say YouTube. A lot of the big YouTubers. There's always, a lot of them, there's always like that level of controversy around them mm-hmm. because it keeps fueling the thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, they're having spats with whoever, you know, sp- fucking spill the tea, fucking spill the tea. Just like, let's just have a fucking cup of tea. What is the constant fucking spilling the tea? I know. But like, there'd be a new platform. Like, we've only, Julie, like, look, we've only just learned 40% of the functionality of of tiktok oh i'm TikTok's not even at 40 percent emma tiktok's dead no what's the new one i don't know i'm too well, old I, to know but you I, know what i mean there's always something else like it's... i start to panic how do you do a stitch don't tell me now but i just don't know how to do any of this you're always stitching stitching and diving stitching and ditching with emma doran no, look, I'm not mourning the loss of Chrissy Teigen whatsoever. I was never um, a big fan, to be honest. Were, well, you see, do you know what? Now I feel like I'm talking out my arse because I don't know. She's definitely had some funny tweets that I've enjoyed, but I don't know if I know enough about her to be passing comment about her exit from Twitter at all. And seeing her, the the tweet there um, about Courtney seems particularly cruel in 2011, Chrissy Teigen said, saying Courtney started on his Facebook page got shut down for being too sexy is like saying the Nazis were just meanies, as in not quite. I mean, that's not nice. So what was that, 2011, so 10 years ago? Yeah. She probably fucking, she probably was 16 or 17 then. Yeah, it's just not okay. So like, I don't know, maybe... Maybe Chrissy Teigen isn't. But then at the, the same time, at the same time, no. Was I Chrissy Teigen? No. But I know when Courtney first came on the scene, I remember loads of us were like, what the fuck is this one at? Like, okay, yeah. we, we looked at Doug and we were just like, oh my God, you really felt like he was his character in The Green Mile. Or, you know, like there was definitely a lot of elements there. It wasn't the acting. I mean, wasn't how much? Difficult. Pardon the pun, but how much fucking mileage did Doug get out of the Green Mile? The Green Mile made like the Green ten thousand miles. Like, how much mileage did he get out of that one mile? A lot. Well, look, it comes A back lot. to you know it's like, and I hate kind of bringing it back to this all the time, but just increasingly looking back. Every day that goes past, I just get more and more aware of my own internalized misogyny. Well, this is, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, we Paris are not Hilton. the Courtney, like, oh my God, you mad. Do you remember the Paris Hilton situation? I know Sarah Silverman has come out and apologized about the joke she made at the MTV Awards. But yeah. we were all in on those. We were all laughing along with those Paris Hilton jokes. And, yeah. and again, she was a teenager in that video. She was like 19 years of age. With this guy, he was a bit older. He was in his mid-twenties. Then there was a question mark over whether, like she claimed after the fact, to be under the influence of drugs and alcohol when this, 
you know, the, the, the sex tape was made or whatever. I mean, look, I feel like, you know, when you know better, you do better. And now. That was a very Oprah quote there. Maya, thank you so much. Maya Angelou, mwah, we love were her. Were you silent or were you silenced? Silenced. I oh. loved that emphasis there. Well, I think the quote I take away from that is the beloved Prince <laughs> Harry. That's the one I want to explore. But anyway, look. So you're look. telling me you felt trapped. Me, I have a in- story. Do you want a story? I thought you'd like this one. Oh, I'd love an old story. See slugs. Now this is a tangle fish. Sea slugs sever their own heads and regenerate new bodies. Handy. Researchers discovered that the heads of young slugs started to feed within just hours of being detached from a body. Now, how are they detached? They're making the sound like it's tear, like it's tearaways. You're like, sorry, just chop the heads off slugs and just sit around and see what happened. Starfish can regenerate their arms. Salamanders are able to grow new tails. Blah, 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 blah. But the scientists have found sea slugs that can grow a whole new body. Research discovered two species of sea slugs that can grow bodies complete with a heart and other internal organs. Oh my God. Observing them for, no, Julie, but listen to this. This is the real, this is the real telltale sentence now. Bloody black can uh, with a heart and other internal organs while observing them for other studies. Okay, listen, who are the people involved in this experiment? One of the creatures it sounds like they're just they're around. just around torturing slugs and seeing what's justice for slugs. One of the creatures was seen moving around without its body on one occasion and another was seen doing the same thing twice. The head moved on its own immediately after being separated, chopped off, separated from the body. And within just days, the wound was at the back, at the back of the head had closed. According to the study published in the peer-reviewed journal Current Biology, which, sorry. It's a red top. We, yeah, and we've subscribed to that. So if you can't get on board with our patron, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you all. The report also found the heads of young sea slugs started... Not the young sea slugs! Yeah, started to feed on algae within hours of detachment, hours after they were cut off, and they started regenerating a heart within a week. So I don't know why, I don't know how they were going along without a heart for a week. While the heads of older individuals... Listen to this, Julie... The heads of the older individuals died in about 10 days. I mean, you know, dress it up as science, but you're just decapitating slugs all day. Well, I must send that story to my mother because that's exactly what my mother used to do. So she wouldn't buy, uh, you know, slug repellent. Now, can I just say, slugs really give me the heebie-jeebies. You know that, don't you? Julie. I just feel... I despise them. Love snails. Gas. Absolutely gas crack. Well, look, anything that carries snails on its back is going to be a bit of crack. That snail, it's good to go. Whatever the plan, wherever the party is, I've got my gaff on my back. I'm ready. But a slug is just neither here nor there. That's my no issue with no. on one. You know, did you ever go out in your socks in the garden or something? Emma, like stop it. Oh my God. So I'll tell you what my mom used to do with the slugs, right? So she likes the bit of garden and does Margie, okay? And she wouldn't get any of the like insect killer or any of that stuff. Or, you know, like you meant to put down all this stuff to get rid of the slugs, any of that stuff. You know, the way some of the L ones, I don't know, did they put the bottles? fucking empty bottles full of water to stop the cats shitting in their garden is that to do with slugs as well i don't know right do you remember that that used to be a big thing people putting bottles 
bottles filled up with water in their front gardens. And you'd be like, oh, right. We yeah, know what type does, of neighbours they are. Deter, how does that deter cash? Supposedly, like, no, this is for cats and dogs. Like, if they saw this, they'd be absolutely spooked. Like, there's not as much mm. dog shitting in front gardens now because they, you know, they do tend to be on leads or whatever. But this was the thing. And when you'd see that in a front garden, you're like, oh, okay. You know, I've never it. heard of that. Mr. and Mrs. Notions. So anyway, you think you're too good to let a cat shit in your garden? <laughs> Please. Get Sorry. over yourself. <laughs> Get over yourself. Yeah. And uh, they didn't like you shouting that in their fucking porch at night. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> my mom with the slugs. After a few bonfires, it was a great thing. Eh, fuck you. It's, 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 yeah, it's, 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 I fucking, I'd rob the little bottle in the front garden as well. That way you just need a little, little You'd be like, I'm feeling thirsty. Must be all the smoke. Yeah. Oh my God, look, there's a bottle, there's a two litre bottle of seven up sitting right there. Oh, this fucking water. My mom, with the slugs, she used to go into the back garden and she used to get a scissors, a kitchen scissors, and she used to go around the garden. No, Emma, no, she, she didn't. Emma! What? Yeah, and I was just like... Are you missing? No, and I was like, are you serious? I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And she's like, well, I'm killing the slugs, but she's like, sure, the birds will get them now. The birds will love them. Oh, my God. And she's got a dark side. It's the it's country blood. That is Jesus. Is that for real? Yes, where to go? And the kitchen scissors. And then would she come in and just use it for the fish fingers? Yeah, she'd she'd come in then and she'd cut all the white shite off the chicken fillets. Oh my god. And she'd Emma. say, This is the very same texture. No, she'd fucking wash it because the guts had come out. Emma. That is so gross. I think, do you know what? I, like today I think... now would have been the per like, you know, like kind of a nice bright morning may have been damp the day before, but like, you know, really nice. And I remember watching her one day going out like happy as Larry going around the garden. And she no problem doing that. No. Wow. It explains so a lot, doesn't it? Well, it does. No, more than, you know, with making a merger and you know, I feel, I mean, I would feel the man probably was framed, but it's gas because when you talk to people, they're always like, yeah, but he did kill the cat at the start. I know. No, it's that it. kind of thing of like Margie, if she was ever framed, people would refer oh, back to that episode. That would, episode. They'd, they'd milk that out even longer than I did. They would. Oh, full out. article, full article in the Irish. Oh, but her theory was, I'm not going to put down like uh, any insect thing because we did actually have, I think we did have cats at the time because you know the way some of that stuff, it's not good for the old yeah. cats. And she's but like, she cared enough eat- about the cats. Yeah. And she's like, they're eating all the plants. They're destroying the plants. I'll chop them, so I'll kill them, and then the birds will get a meal. So she she felt like, am I? I understand. Circle of love. Yeah. And we. What are your feelings about Elton John? Elton John, seventy four this week. Well, I really enjoy Elton John. I really enjoy the relationship he has with the kids and with David. I did find Rock of Man, it was a little bit sanitized. You could tell that Elton was behind it because there wasn't really much reference to the tantrums. I think he got snappy Mm -hmm. with his assistant in one scene and then immediately apologized. And the assistant was like, you're fine, you're fine. And then he went out to Wembley. That was the only real reference to the notorious temper so it fell down from that point of view but aside from that like it was just so great the music was brilliant big fan of his music uh think he seems like a really good dad and mad about the partner and all that and I just think they've been yeah, a lovely wow. family you know I did you see the little video of them dressing up this week now it was really cute and yeah. and all that what was the thing that he sang on live when remember all these celebrities were doing all this singing in their gaff what was that and he was like the words oh I don't know well now the thing actually it's funny it's funny you mention Elton well before I before I go on with that what do you think of Elton 
Yeah, I like him. I think he's kind of hard not to like. I mean, you know, kind of an Elton fan, to I be honest. I like, look, if, oh, I, by, if I rocked up to a dinner party and he was there, I'd be like, this is going to be good. Yeah. One thing I would say about Elton is I did get annoyed when he was doing the farewell tours and he did the farewell tour about four times. Like, you can do a farewell tour Girl, once, Elton. Like, Elton, we have to go home. Come You're on. Have to let it go down. He came up this week. So I was reading an article about Demi Lovato's documentary and I then watched Demi Lovato's oh, documentary, Dancing with the Devil. I haven't and, even glanced at it yet. Oh, Emma, you're going to love it. Actually, up to 90 listener, if I could recommend you watch anything over the next week, I would say Dancing with the Devil, uh, Demi Lovato's documentary. Big shout out to my mate Audrey, who runs Core State HQ Pilates. She's very, very good at her job and she recommended it. It's it's a tough watch in that you know with these things they're usually so sanitized and so or so heavily curated by mm-hmm. the artiste. So for example, Taylor Swift's documentary. I mean, there like this whole thing, like what there is no point doing a documentary unless there's gonna be a level of honesty and it's worse than all. Otherwise, there's absolutely no point. Like zero self-reflection in that one even though I am a big Taylor Swift fan and love her music and all the rest it was just are you big yeah, are you, that line hang on a the second music you, massive Taylor Swift fan love the you're, music you're a big Taylor Swift fan well I love the me I do think she is a genius I just think okay she's not gonna the- sponsor the podcast Julie Taylor come on well no but I also love Demi Lovato for the music I think the two of them are great so the the documentary it's a tough watch obviously talking about her heroin overdose in 2018 Mm. um the build up to her relapsing is very interesting because the whole idea is that she had been sober for six years yeah and I guess what I found really um I suppose it felt very uh, different the way they handled that because they looked back on this period of her life when she was sober and she talked about being so miserable because she felt like the choice wasn't hers to be sober. So it was very much put on her by her management at the time. They were like, if you relapse, you're going to die. So you can't relapse because you are this role model and you've got all these fans and you know, your mental health and your sobriety is part of your brand. Then they were very much controlling what she ate. So the people she hung around with, they had to be completely sober people. So she she just talks about how miserable she was leading up to her relapse and obviously the overdose. And then it's really, it is such a tough watch when they're talking about what happened to her in terms of the overdose. And then also the aftermath. So she was blind um her recovery was just re much tougher than I actually I had no idea that it was it was that difficult for her and she does talk you know I won't spoil it for people because people are going to watch it but you know when she talks about kind of the issues she's dealt with and it just really I found it a very moving watch because it made me realize like you know, at the time when this happened to her, it was really important for her brand, for her to be talking about man- mental health in the past tense. So the idea that I went through this really tough time and I had addiction problems and now I'm out the other end. And, yeah. you know, they're celebrating her on stage. They're saying today Demi Lovato is six years sober and everyone cheers her. And the pressure of that, like mm. having to maintain it. And Elton John came into because in this article I read, now I haven't gotten to this point, but apparently he talks about, so which surprises me because I've only been halfway through, that Demi Lovato obviously has come out the other side of all that, but the way she lives her life, chooses to live her life now, she actually does drink in moderation. And I think she does smoke cannabis as well. And Elton John has come out and said, well, now I don't know if it was specifically in relation to Demi Novato, but maybe it was because it was in this article in The Guardian about Demi Novato. So it must have been in, in relation to that or in response to this documentary. But Elton John said, look, moderation doesn't work. You either do it or you don't when it comes to sobriety. 
but that's what she's doing so that did surprise that me could, that could he could have said it in reference to that or it could have been just like they dragged up something that he said before exactly way, yeah they- so I don't know I mean usually the Guardian I think are fairly you know they're they're fairly good like that they usually if, if somebody says something it's within the context of this conversation but mm-hmm. it might not have been in response how, to the Demi Lovato documentary how many episodes is it so it's four, as far as I know, on I'm on episode two. It's either three or four. I think it's four, but it's obviously, you know, Demi Novato has gone through so much and uh, there's definitely a lot of triggering stuff there for people as well. So just be in the right frame of mind when you sit down to watch and it. But it on I, YouTube? It's on YouTube, yeah. so it's very accessible. But I did find it interesting, this pressure to be okay. You know, when people say it's okay not to be okay, but sometimes it's easier for people to kind of, you know, I suppose, talk about these things when it's true, looking through the rear view mirror. So when you say, yeah, I was so bad, but you know, I got help and I'm great now that there is a pressure that comes with that then. And ultimately Mm -hmm. for poor old Demi, it became clear that she just felt totally trapped by this need to be, I suppose, a bit of a martyr nearly. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing because it's not like, you just kind of crack it and then that's it and that's the end of it like this sure it's continuous you know the whole thing of like I'm an alcoholic who chooses not to drink or you know all those kind of things or there's people who've been sober for 20 30 40 years who still go to AA meetings once a week or whatever and I think yeah people do like that kind of wrapped up in a nice little knee package like oh it happened to me and it was such a bad time and but look at me now and then the look at me now thing is like you're kind of, you know, it's more, you nearly sell this thing that it's nearly more comfortable to say, and that's the end of that, which isn't like the reality, whether it's like to do with mental health or addiction or whatever. You've, you've just, all that's happened is you've, you've come out the other side of, of one of the particular battles that you've met during your life, mm-hmm. but there probably has been more before that and there will be others that might not all be as big as that or whatever or you know somebody might relapse for I don't know a fucking week or something you know what I mean and then just like fucking pull it all together or they they might fucking go off the grid for six months or you know yeah like even, well, you know like the way with depression like people can be tottering around their gaff fucking like because even with depression like people make mix up this the whole thing of like clinical like depression so like somebody can have everything can be going absolutely fucking fantastic they can be eating all deadly foods they can be exercising they can be meeting up with friends da, 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 da. and then just the cloud fucking comes but and it's, it's the depression black dog. yeah yeah you know, I know. or like there's a different type of like depression where people have like you know i lost my job and then my best mate moved away and my fella dumped me and da, 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 da. that's like it's reactive perfect. yeah whereas like and people seem to just mesh them into the same thing but you're right it's a lot of the time it's always spoken about in the past tense or like well, i had to take a bit of a break they took two weeks off whatever the fuck they were doing and now they're back and everyone's like oh yeah great hope you're feeling better but like and you can imagine really how of an ongoing thing yeah or like, you know like bumps like bumps along the way or whatever yeah and I think I think most of us have suffered from our mental health at some point and I think you're right Emma there definitely is it can be easier for people when you can kind of you know wrap a bow around it and say well that's it now you know that wasn't that a bad time and now isn't this a good time and let's all move on like it's certainly something that can continue to affect you long after the fact and then when you surround yourself with people who kind of keep reiterating how great it is that you're okay I think it kind of silences you in a way because then you don't want to, you're reluctant to say, well, actually, I'm probably still not okay, but I just don't want to maybe put you through that again. So I'm just going to say I'm okay because that was a particularly bad time. And now mostly I'm okay, but there are still days when I'm not okay. Because with all these things, whether it's addiction or whether it is a breakdown, whether that's like nervous, a breakdown or a psychotic breakdown, they're always symptoms of something. So say now, even with this documentary, it's very clear that like, you know, 
they these these things that happened Demi Lovato and you know the addictions and different things that they are symptoms of trauma and it's about examining the trauma yeah and that can be harder like obviously it's a lot of, sometimes it's easier to tackle the addiction or like the mental health but not maybe look at well what are the traumas that actually triggered these things because generally these things are coming from a place of pain like nobody is drinking themselves into oblivion yeah because they because they're they're coming from a good place it's always because they're trying to mask some kind of pain well yeah they're just it's self-medicating yeah so it's but it's a well worth to watch um it's hard to know like I definitely see where Elton John is coming from I know with addiction Saturday said with addiction I don't know my personal experience I this thing of like drinking you know moderately I in my experience it does it doesn't work but at the same time I'm not going to pass judgment on how she chooses to live her life um yeah no I just think she's super interesting and even interviews with her late where you know she broke up she was going out she was engaged with it to this guy and then she broke up with him and she said, you know what? I feel I'm too gay right now to marry a man. And she's saying, I really think I'm really identifying with being pansexual and I'm exploring that aspect of my sexuality. And I just think she she's a really interesting person and she comes across as so likable. And I mean, the honesty, the only fault I had with it was, no. you know, your man Scooter Brown, do you know that producer guy? No. Um, I just want to make sure I have his right name. So, out, the brown he? guy. Well, he comes across. So his whole thing, I, I wasn't going to sign her because you know, obviously, we'd heard the stories, and you know, and he kind of frames himself as a bit of a hero, Scooter Brown. Yeah, so he frames himself as a bit of a hero for signing Demi after she had all these problems, and that in itself just annoys me. But also he's dodgy because sure then, do you remember he was the guy that Taylor Swift had the beef with him because he bought all the rights to her music. Oh. And when she approached him to buy the rights to her music, he was like, well, his defense, his legal team, I should say, not defense team, his legal team were like, yeah, you can, you know, bid on this, but you have to sign a non-disclosure agreement where you can't say anything negative about him anywhere, ever. And it just seemed all a bit adversarial. So I don't know. Did we need that? But that's the only flaw so far. But the, the thing I, I don't really understand about that is like the, the people like that who are absolutely massive. Like at this stage of the game with how things work, like do they really need a record company to sign them? yeah I know what you mean well I I mean obviously the landscape has changed but I suppose there's a certain I mean I think there's I think if say if you're the likes of obviously money wise she doesn't need the money but you would like to have control over over your own work Judy if you know the music industry like I do this is true I think you would have you would have like picked up on that straight away. But I obviously know a lot about Skater Brown. I really want to I find myself really wanting to say I'm just skater a skater poo. Brown. It just makes me think of a kid on a scooter rushing back to the gaff because they've got to do a poo. Skater Brown. Skater I Brown. I did I did think of you. Or Scooter day. Brown. Is it Scooter Brown? Scooter Brown. Brown. Yeah, Scooter Brown. Look, whatever. Leave them Whatever. Off. Leave them off. So Demi oh, Lovato, do check it out. I like how lots of stuff, well not lots, it needs to be more, but a good bit of stuff is happening on YouTube now. I think that's where it goes. Yes, because it's more accessible. And you know, this thing of you can watch it on Netflix. Well, sorry, not everyone has the disposable income to be signing up to all these streaming services. So I really like the fact that it's on YouTube. Kind of just makes me like Demi more. I just think you come away from it really liking her. Um, and wanting to find out more and like she is super talented can I just say before we wrap it up yes. our listener of the week by the way Donovan did send his address got in touch oh yeah love Donovan who was our listener last week this listener this week I have to give it to our old friend Bree Brown of Bandwagon's podcast because she helped she helped an old lady out 
And we had a good chat about podcasting. You might know Bandwagons is just doing absolutely amazing. They're on a million downloads, really fond of the girls. Um, they're great. And Breed was very helpful in kind of showing me how to use computers. Now, I still fell down. I still didn't quite get on top of it this week, but she was very helpful and we really do love her. Um, so Breed of Bandwagons is our listener this week. And I'll send her a little something to the Collaborative Studios. We might just send it there and I'm sure it'll get to her at some point. Thank you, Breed. Mwah. Thank you. That's nice. If you'd like to support the podcast, we are on Patreon. And this week we discussed Emma's Crap Movie Club was yesterday. We also have some extra episodes up there. We'll do a live in the next couple of weeks, maybe at some point, Mrs. Yeah. And we have Julie's Book Club, which is happening the 23rd of April. And we're doing The Silent Patient. Oh, and big congrats to Louise O'Neill, who only went off and sold the TV stroke movie rights for after the silence very exciting I do I don't want to say Julie's book club had something to do with it but I think I got it over the line for her so Louise you're welcome is she gonna give me a part in it or what's the story oh you know it of course absolutely I hope so there is that scene where the woman is like decapitating the slugs <laughs> so I think that would be right up your street well look I'm not, I'm not gonna say at least you're not getting followed and unfollowed <laughs> by 24 year olds two can play at that game <laughs> this thing so is right when you're, you're only at, at 7,000 followers you're gonna notice when somebody follows you and unfollows you I still think that time I got drunk a few years ago and bought all the Instagram followers it's definitely bringing my brand down like something's can't possibly be that people don't like me enough there has to be some technical reason why it's not happening listener get in touch it's over Instagram's over it's all over. It's done. We remember fax machines. I used to handwrite my essays in college. Handwrite my essays in third level. That's how old I am. So when you get in touch with me and say the subtitles aren't matching the audio, just know that I started working on that at 11 a.m. on Saturday and I only managed to get it up at 7 p.m. on Sunday because I couldn't work it and we all did the best we can. If you want to support this podcast, <laughs> we're on Patreon. Chrissy had a whole lot of followers. What did it make her happy, Judy? Do you no. know what? Like, I'm so discombobulated. I just to say, I had a tough night with Ted, guys. Fred is away doing the Tommy show, and poor old Ted, he's usually so good for going to bed. I have no idea what happened today and tonight, but I'm I think I'm a bit thrown, so I'm not thinking clearly. I had no plans to even reference Chrissy Teigen leaving Twitter. <laughs> I just, I don't even know what words are coming out of my mouth. If you asked me to quote a clever, funny Chrissy Teigen tweet, something that made me laugh, I probably couldn't. I have a feeling she did make me laugh, but I really no, can't funny. stand over Chrissy's actions in 2011. So scrap it, scrap it all, scrap everything I said tonight. Because we were going to start at like ha- like a casual half eight, and then I think we started at like half ten because you were having a nightmare. But I know exactly where you're at. You're in that one of those moments now where the worst question somebody could ask you is like, "So, Judy, tell me something interesting about you." You know, and you just go, uh... "Any stories? <laughs> Do you have any articles, Julie?" I'm like here scrolling, Malcolm Mother, like trying to come up with something on Malcolm Mother, but trying to spoof my way to historical true crime. That's always where spoof. you go. I can't even formulate a Tell us what you had for lunch. I was like, why is she putting herself under this pressure? I actually, I did have, I actually said to Ted, Ted was bawling. And I did say to him at one point, I was like, Ted, I have to do the podcast. (laughs) Listen, Ted, can we make a deal? Okay. You're six and a half months now. We need to chat about this. This is my career. This is mommy's career. Yeah. And, you know, it was great to see the girls in the park today, but Emma was there laughing along and he only let her away with it because her name was Emma. I know, you know but I, mean? I know I can and imagine. Emma, you know that I know 
what went down today and I am going to keep it to myself. Okay. I'm going to keep it to myself, but only for so long. Only for so long. I have Get involved, Emma. Dog's name, so. Can we, do you know what? Can, well, how would you do a tip jar on Patreon? Let's throw that in just so people have zero excuse. <laughs> I don't know who cares who gives a shit you're right bring back the fax machine and it's been an absolute pleasure I've been Judy Chrissy Teigen (laughs) I don't even care I actually don't even care about the patrons like that you know what I think I think the worst I don't even know if that goes into my account does it I don't even know anymore Ah uh, no, hang on. Don't throw that. Don't do oh, a shots fired in the final moment. No, but you know what's happened to me now is I find it very hard to log into the patron because I have my own one for listening to bits. So okay. every time I try to go I have my own one too and it gets confused. Yeah, it does. Um I do you know what is funny when you know when you're suffering from severe not I wouldn't say severe sleep deprivation, but you know when your head's a bit fried from the day because it's COVID time so nobody's coming you know for half an hour to the gaff Fred's away it's been a mad day somebody says to you what do you think of Elton John (laughs) that's when you're like I could end this now what do you think of it? you're just like you're you're trying to think what should I say how do I feel about Elton John never asked myself that question but no now is the time Come on, Judy, hang yourself. Come on, hang yourself on your words. Say something that will be taken and printed up into an online publication for everyone to read. And people will get in touch and say, I didn't know you thought that. And you'll say, I didn't know either. I was just, I was more, I was as shocked as any of you. I didn't know she was going to say that about him. And then what I love is I'll be, you'll floor me with a curveball like that. You'll knock me for six and then I'll throw it back at you. And you'll be like, you know, next. On to the next one. On to the next one. On to the next one. Thank you. Next. Do you know what? Maybe the money won't appear in your account this month. Okay, bye. Bye. And I do love you patrons. And the rest of them, I couldn't give a shit about them. (laughs) No vaccines for the non-patrons. Oh, stop. Okay, right. See you later, Mrs. Love you. Bye. Bye, bye. Night, night. Sleep tight. I can't find the button. Where's the button? There it is. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.